Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. And I have to be honest, Andy, I was getting a little bummed out. It's been like a couple weeks since we hit a first touchdown score, but Gerald Everett, love it. I love winning on a guy named Gerald. I don't know all that many. There's not that many Geralds in the world anymore, I feel like. No, it was a good day. If you took out my Tulsa pick, it was a pretty good day. We hit that. Um, my prize picks entry, despite the fact that Russell Wilson clearly was not right, he still managed to – I think he needed he needed like 50 or 60 yards on his last drive to get his, his yardage prop, and he got, you know – all of 80 like whatever they ended up getting and then yes uh the oral oral roberts boy max abmus just decided to shoot like seven for 13 from three and the rest is history although drew did talk me into live betting it when we did our daylight dollar short deep dive and ended up making a little bit money back um how did nba go i feel like the rockets under was never in doubt like that was that cleared by a few three-pointers. The Spurs, did they win? Outright. Outright. We had them plus three and a half. And then the Clippers team total was 109, and they scored 104, and you had the under. So a NBA sweep, a Monday Night Football first touchdown score, a prize picks winner, and you know what? I'm just going to call it a bad beat by Tulsa. You know, you're just getting off the ground. They <laughs> they took some leads in the second half. It just wasn't meant to be Tough with the three-point shooting. Three-point shooting we saw. Never bet against Oral. Ugh, I know. The jokes write themselves. It was fun. It was fun sweating a basketball <laughs> game. And honestly, like, of the live positions I took, one of them was plus seven and a half. I was going to say, did and it feel good to have it back? Kind of. I, I assumed, so I had a seven and a half and an eight and a half. And it was kind of close late. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to lose both of these in overtime. Like, that's how this goes. Like, they're going to lose by 10 in overtime. Um, and then I will, f- I will field a quick question, even before we get into segments here. Does Tiger win another tournament? Interview was tough to hear him talk about never being able to play a full season again. I think he's probably just resigned to, I'm just going to, he's already been doing that. It's not like he's playing the full slate of tournaments even before. Like He's going to play the ones he wants to. He'll probably like, he'll play this Hero World Challenge next year. It's his tournament. He'll play some West Coast stuff. He'll play the majors. It's going to make that win at St. Andrews even sweeter. Like, I'm ready for it. He's he's going to put one weekend together. I, I really probably would highly caution you against betting on him ever again. His numbers have always been inflated, and it sucks. But I, I feel like he can string together one weekend. I don't even care if it's like the RBC. Yeah, it's, one yeah. more win. It's still in there, and you know that, again, if, if the body is, isn't able, the mind is going to keep pushing him anyway. I mean, just his unbelievable drive leads me to believe we might get one more. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I think, obviously the smarter thing to say it won't happen, but I'm certainly not going to count any, out, out anybody that's been willing to go through everything he's gone through the last two years, five years, ten years, to continue to try to be a professional golfer when he easily could have walked away, saved his body a lot of trouble, saved a lot of time and effort, but he continues to fight back. So I'm certainly not going to bet against him. And he plays well enough, like a place like Augusta. He can just – he can play well enough to, you know, to win there again. It's certainly tougher. And these, young, uh, these younger golfers are – 
adding a lot to the field. The uh, We'll get to one of them. Let's get to one of them right now. The Hero World Challenge, yeah. I mentioned it. This is not a real tournament. This is dumb. <laughs> but there are matchups. There are props. There are group bets. There are obviously outrights. And if you go over to some market-making books like Chris, Morikawa is favored. He is the solo favorite there. He's right around 7-1. to one. I found some 8.5 on him. This is mostly just a, a bet against uh, Data Golf, who ranked him tragically low in their <laughs> rankings right now. Had him behind some other golfers. I don't think we, we kind of panned them for that. And I just, I mean, take a punt here if you really want to bet this one. I'm just going to take some Morikawa. He's playing as well as anybody. I don't know about some of the motivations for this one. It's not a points event. It's not. It's It's more of a go out there and beat some of the better golfers in the world at a weird time in the year. I think some of these guys aren't in the the full mind what are you, the mind mind frame is that a word? Mind frame, mindset. Mind frame. The frame of mind to go out there and you know really be super competitive despite being the most competitive golfers in the world. So Morikawa at the Hero World Challenge probably won't play any matchups. Probably won't do any first round leader any shenanigans like that. This probably just my only bet. I did take a. I I lied already. Fuck. I do, guys. I feel bad. <laughs> I did. I did bet the uh, Morikawa finishes first, Hovland finished second, um, Exacta at eighty to one as well. You can oh, get a Quinella at forty to one if you either or, which is just an Exacta box if you guys want to do horse racing with uh, golfers. But yeah, East Coast slash Pistol Pete. Let's go Morikawa West Coast. Excuse me. He was a he's a California kid. All right, and then last night did, on the deep dive, I said we're going to do some hoops with noops in the morning, and I just laughed because I never said those words out loud, and now Dan made it into a segment. So back to the NBA, <laughs> hopefully all sides. I want to bet some sides today. What do you got? Oh, we got a bunch of stuff. Hoops with noops. I, I like it. It's something I thought about using before. The boys on you better you bet say it from time to time. But a bunch of totals today, Andy. We've only got four or five games in this here. Um, and I'm feeling a little bit underful in these first two games. Actually, I guess these are the later games. Lakers and Kings under 227. This was a game close to 229 about three, four days ago. And ended up going over, but they needed two even three overtimes there. Honestly, the game finished at 100, 104 quarters. I get 227 again here. I'm a little concerned that maybe LeBron James out, which if he does, um, miss pace will pick up. But even then, 224 with LeBron out, 221 with LeBron in. So a really nice under spot here for me. And what I think should be a slow, clunky game again. He's missing Harrison Barnes, who drives a lot of their offensive output. Warriors Suns, um, again, two defensive team, teams pretty solid on the defensive end. Should be a very tight game. These are two teams, I think, that are really going to be trying to, um, you know, kind of match up with each other, get a, you know, a really good look at one another. Because, you know, we're looking at a potential Western Conference final series between these two teams. Those are generally good for unders. I have the total of about 217 myself, 280 tweaks some things. Um, so, like that anyway. And then Raptors, Grizzlies, overs. Um this is something we've been joking about in our NBA chat for a little while. For whatever reason, um, someone is going in every day and just kind of hammering Raptors unders for the last three, four games. Um, Overs have been two and one, two, I think three and one spots. 
you know, this was an edge I had. I was planning on playing the over this morning when it was, I think, at like 219, 220. It's all the way down to 216 and a half. So it's always really nice to wait and let the market push down, give us a little bit of better numbers. So I'm going to take the full game over 216 and a half, as well as the first quarter over. Um, the Raptors specifically have been a higher scoring team in the first halves of games. Uh, the first half number, maybe a little bit of an edge if you have a 105, 105 and a half. But this first quarter here at 52 and a half, even 53, looks really nice. There's some 52 and a halfs out there if you hunt around. Round, but some really nice over spots here. So four totals for us tonight in the association, Andy. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, like I said, uh, not a, a bit of an auspicious start with Tulsa giving up a million points. Again, I said this last night. If you told me they scored 77, I'd have been feeling pretty good. Like they uh, they scored much. It's just couldn't get the defense going. I have a bunch more games today. I'm still betting these fairly lightly as I'm testing out the new numbers, making sure everything's in uh you know in in play and working out the back testing is kind of tricky when you're using some priors and trying to figure out these teams have only played four five six seven games but i did play a bunch today just because getting back to my roots as a volume player i mean even the first year i did college hoops i didn't start till january 1st and i made like 300 bets and granted there are literally like five thousand games in a season that's not that much volume but I did play a bunch today. East Carolina, I, I don't really know how much I have to say about these. Like I said, a lot of this is just my you know, running my numbers and playing uh, what it gives me. East Carolina has been fine against teams that are worse than them. I, you know, they lost to Oklahoma. They lost to Davidson. Those teams are clearly better than them. They get a nice spot here against Old Dominion. They're at home. My number makes this a lot higher than this, so I will be laying, what is it, six with East Carolina. Kind of the same thing with UNC. Also, they are the Pirates. That is just a solid – I've always liked that one. Uh, UNC <laughs> Greensboro, my, my Spartans, same kind of thing, playing a team that's clearly below them in Elon. Um, haven't really been forcing turnovers. I, I'm kind of worried about that. But a couple of the other things I do like about them as far as – it is a slower-paced team. I worry about that sometimes with these being a favorite, but I make this closer to six. Detroit Mercy, I'm kind of coming back against the market. This was a, a four or five, I, I want to say, earlier when it did open. Detroit Mercy has not won a game this year. I don't know that they win this game. I just don't make it quite out to six and a half. This got bet up. Northeastern has played fine. Um, Northeastern has played um, maybe not the best schedule. Obviously, Colorado State's good. Harvard, the Harvard loss was a little concerning. I guess it was away, but just in the, the manner they lost it. And again, Detroit Mercy hasn't won yet, but again, they've played a lot of tough teams. They actually played nothing, if you unlike Ken Palm. It's nothing but A and B teams at this point. Like They've played a lot of uh, power, or not a lot of power five, but Mississippi State and Louisville are very good teams, and you should get shit canned by them despite, you know, I'm not sure what their ATS record is. I don't really take that into account all that much. Um, next would be SIU Edwardsville. Not to be conf you know, confused with Southern Illinois. This is a different Illinois. This is the Ohio Valley team. They play Omaha. Omaha is stinky. This, Illinois, is, isn't enough. this is anybody who reads like Dan's um, DGen corner for college football when he puts those articles up on the site. 
This is like that. These are really, really, really low-ranked teams. Nebraska-Omaha has is one of my worst <laughs> teams. Like, I have them so close to the bottom, but it's not like SIU-Edwardsville is that much higher. I do make this closer to three or four, even being in Omaha. I think, yeah, this is in Omaha. Uh, St. Louis, the Billikens, this is about as high up as I go. Like, this is almost a major a major conference here in the Atlantic 10. I like this team quite a bit. Boise State getting a little bit too much love early in the season. And I do believe, I think a lot of it was just maybe some offensive rebounding and a few few other metrics here where I make Louisville closer to a pick. I read your D-Gen corner, Dan. And then here's the real stinky one to close it up with. Long Beach State Dub All-Stars hitting 20. Long Beach State isn't good i actually i think they're better obviously better than siu edwardsville but long beach state is a really tough test at san diego san diego is very good san diego might sneak its way into the top 25 here by the time the season's over they have a they've scheduled a, a meat grinder though they have a michigan up next granted it's not till saturday i don't know how much of a look away look ahead spot that is traveling to ann arbor but I don't quite get this out to 20, despite the big gap in talent here. And there are a few things that are a little troubling. San Diego State, not shooting as well as I thought they would be this year. And it looks, again, USC is really good. Like, you, they lost USC. That's a really good team. But you only scored 43 points there. And I don't know if their shooting is where it needs to be to uh, get us to, you know, a 20-point 20 uh, point win there. And yeah, who, who was it that played Academy of the Arts? Or should we fade Academy of the Arts at this point? I'm not sure they're putting lines up for that. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. I can't even remember who. Oh, UC, yeah, UC Davis. Yeah, UC Davis isn't ranked very highly for me. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll talk. To, maybe I'll talk a guest into filling some time for us. We don't have tennis really this week. We don't have golf hardly. I might have to let, let's talk after the show. Maybe we'll get some more college football talk this week because it is a really big week for college football with championship weekend. You have all of them. We're just going to put the good ones up on the board because I don't think any of the group of five besides the Cincinnati Houston has any ranked teams. The Mac championship is pretty bad, but uh, um, Oregon, Oregon, Utah on Friday, and then the rest of them on Saturday, Baylor, Oklahoma, Georgia, at Bama, of course. The aforementioned Houston, Cincy, Iowa, Michigan, and Wake Forest, Pittsburgh at night. Iowa, Michigan at night. Man, that's going to put me to sleep. I don't have any takes on any of these yet. I think we're, we might do like a staff pick them. But yeah, definitely a guest. And also, I, I should mention too, obviously we'll have Felique on Friday to talk about these. We'll try to get a guest in here maybe tomorrow or Thursday and talk a little bit. Um, the college show, um, the letter winners that usually go on Saturday morning are going to do a Friday afternoon show to try to get into all these. Myself and Matoy will probably talk about a few of these games in the markets when I bring him on to talk about some uh, what he's looking at it from the bookmaker side of bookmaker. That's like a, a bookmaker and a tomato mixed up a bookmaker's point of view. So we'll have plenty of college stuff this week. Did you bet any of these yet, Noops? I mean, you know, you're kind of like me. If you see somebody put out like, "Hey, no. this is, I'm betting this," and they're it's... a market maker, like I'll tail people on shit, but I I don't make markets on college football for sure. Yeah, I haven't seen anything from too many other people. You know, kind of first blush here. 
I kind of want to lay a bigger number with Georgia. It does seem like this whole year is sort of building up to Georgia, just waxing Alabama here. Like, I wonder what minus 13 and a half is, minus 13, something like that. I'll probably play that for fun. But as usual, we'll listen to what Mr. Felica has to say and a couple other smart people. And uh, you and I will take credit for their work. Yeah, I've seen people that I, I trust, that I respect on both sides of that game. And I think the people that are betting on Alabama are the dummies. I'm full. I'm full Uga <laughs> at this point. Like, man, that, it's like an it's an NFL defensive line at some point. It's like it's scary. And the the way that Alabama handled did not handle business last week makes me really worried. It'd be a real shame if uh, maybe Bryce Young hurt his ankle in the first quarter and that Heisman candidacy just went oh, completely off the rails. I will cheer for injuries when money's involved. I'm, I, I, I'd like to think I'm above it. I'm not. Never have been. I cheer for injuries all the time. TJ Watt, I, hopefully he's fine. <laughs> hopefully he he is, you know, his his body is fighting the COVID. But if he had to miss a couple of weeks, so be it. Miles Garrett will be there every week taking those offensive lines to town. Tailgate tent. Doc. Yeah, we should have the tailgate tent on. I like that guy. Um, all right. Well, Alex, I'll let you go. Enjoy some more time away from Philly. Any minute you can get out of Philly is a good minute for you, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for some more basketball. (laughs) 